0: Let the old man in. I wanna live this some more. Can't leave it up to him. He's knocking on my door. And I knew all of my life that someday. How old would you be if you didn't know the day you were born? Try to love on your wife and stay close to your friend. Toast each sundown with wine. Don't let the old man in.
1: Oh, man. Good morning, everyone. Hour three, T. Rowe in the morning show on this Tuesday, February 6th. That was uh, Toby at the, uh, what award show did we decide that was, It's T. the J. People's
2: M. Choice Country Awards, where he received People's the uh, Icon Award at that event.
1: That song was written for Clint Eastwood
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, his movie, The Mule. And... Uh, I'm going to play a little clip for you. This is from Bob's interview with him about how that song came about, and then performing it that night that we just heard at the when he received the Country Music Icon Award. Uh, we kind of pick it up with uh, he ran into Clint at that Pebble Beach out there at Pebble Beach, and uh, Clint had kind of given him an idea for a song, and then Toby went back to uh, write it. And, uh, anyway, this is, this is, uh, what unfolded.
0: So, like I had it circling in the boat, but I didn't have it hook, but I didn't have it in the boat yet. And uh, so when I got it done, I sent it to him and I said, and I knew he was doing a movie, but I just wanted to send him the song to thank him for the inspiration for writing what I thought was a great song. And, and the next day he called me back. He said, you know, what's funny is they call me the old man in this movie the whole way. And I'm going to put this movie, this song in my movie. So I was like, "Good." He goes, "What do I need to do?" I said, "Nothing." He goes, i will pay you or not. I said, "Just it's yours. Just put it in there." And so, uh, so he did. And it didn't. It it the movie wasn't I guess wasn't very big, but it's right at the very end of the movie where it rolls into the credits, and he played the whole thing. Um, the timing for this the other night at the People's Choice Icon on NBC was uh, Dick Clark's son, Rack was the producer and he's the one that chose this song. And I, I was going to do another song. Blake Shelton had to sing one of mine and then present me with the icon. And I was going to do something uptempo and fun. And he said, no, I want you to do this. So they were right. The timing was perfect and it affected everybody enough because they're words to live by and with the situation I've been going through, it really resonated with the people. So, uh, that's, it went right straight to the top
1: right to, uh, straight to the top of the charts after he performed that it became uh, the number 1 song in country music and uh, certainly a memorable not final performance but as far as uh, you know nationally final performance he he went out and I think did the Vegas shows after that but uh we've lost Toby Keith if you're just waking up this morning he passed away overnight at the age of uh, 62 um his social medias announcing that around 2 a.m. this morning. And uh, we are heartbreak broken as a, a Sooner Nation this morning, and I'm sure as a country music uh, uh, fans as well, at the passing of, of one of the all-time greats. Uh, throughout the day today, all day here on The Ref, uh, our hosts will be uh, sharing memories and, and, of course, taking your memories of uh, the great Toby Keith and... Uh, I don't know what the plans will be, TJ, for services, but that'll be something else, (laughs) whatever it is. They're
2: going to need a big venue. I know that.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, that'll be something else. Okay, uh, forgive me for talking a little basketball here, but um, we got a game tonight. And uh, uh, BYU will be in town tonight, big basketball game. Second half of conference play begins. This is a good team. BYU, top ten in the net. Let me update this and see what uh, what it is as of this morning. But this is a quad one game and a valuable game, even at home, if you could win it tonight. I watched their game like I said. I watched them a few times this year, but I went back yesterday and watched their game at West Virginia. And they did not have uh, Ali Khalifa for that game. Ali Khalifa is their big six foot 11 monster he's like 6'11 275 like he's gi- he's a giant he was sick and did not travel with them to Morgantown now I don't know if he's playing tonight or not the team didn't go home they spent the night in Morgantown after that win Saturday then they flew to Norman and they've been here since I would assume midday Sunday practicing in Norman and and uh, getting ready for tonight. So whether or not they're going to have Ali Khalifa tonight, I don't know. Khalifa uh, only averages like six points, five rebounds a game, but he is a massive force in the middle when uh, when he's there. But in his absence, uh, Faust Traore went nuts, who is kind of their – you know the guy at the gym in the church league, TJ, who's an undersized post – but just tears everybody up, <laughs> right? That's Faust Treore. <laughs> Faust Treore. names, is,
2: man. Good luck calling the game tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks. Faust Treore. That's Faust's short for what his real name is. He's six six. He's a 6'6", 240 pounds. So he's a wide body, six foot six post, who just has moves for days, and he lit up West Virginia and then they surround those two guys with bombers. Everybody else on the team just fires up threes. They have taken 700 three-point shots this year in 21 games. 700 three-point attempts. They're shooting 36%. I mean, that's good. And all of them, except for those two basically, will – Bomb three. Hey, you know what? I shouldn't say that because Khalifa will step out and shoot some threes once in a while. Tra- Traore doesn't really, but they all can chunk it, and they all can shoot it. I do think that it is a, it is a team that uh, – now, Porter may disagree, but I think OU matches up pretty well against because OU has defended the three-point line better than any team in this conference. Top ten in the country in defensive three-point percentage this year, OU is. And, TJ, three-point shots that are missed lead to long rebounds, which can be tough to corral, but they also can start fast breaks. And we, we know that this Oklahoma team is at its best when they're out and running. When they are forced to just play half-court basketball, sometimes they struggle offensively. And I think BYU likes to go. BYU wants to get up and down. They want to shoot threes. The game against West Virginia, high-scoring game. They play a lot of high-scoring games, and I think that they're gonna, you know, play their type of game tonight, and that this will be an up-and-down game. They average eighty-four points a game. I mean, they're they're they are not interested in just sitting down and playing half-court basketball like UCF did, and like Kansas State wanted to, and like Cincinnati wanted to. So stylistically, I I think tonight's a good match for Oklahoma. Now, if if they go out and hit 23s, then that's a different story. But just by comparison, OU, TJ, OU take, I don't know, OU take an average amount of three-pointers, you think? More than normal, less than normal? I average. would say about average. normal. Average? Yeah, I'd say about average. They don't OU has a- shot 469 threes this year.
2: God, BYU seven hundred. Doesn't say. Can you imagine them firing up another two hundred and fifty?
1: you OU's played one more game than BYU has. That's crazy. So that's what you're going to see tonight. You're going to see at least one, maybe two, talented post players in the middle that you. Ha- you it's hard for you to double on. You know, because if you do, then they kick it out, swing it around, find it open three, drill it. That's what BYU does. We'll talk to Porter Moser about the matchup next. The head coach joins us live on the other side of this timeout.
3: Tuesday morning on The Ref. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel. OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. your boss is a jerk we talk about your church and your head when it hurts we talk about the troubles you've been having with your brother about your daddy and your mother and your crazy ex-lover we talk about your friends and the places that you've been we talk sooners about in BYU, and byu
1: coming up eight, tonight in the lnc and always kind of coach moser to join us on game day he joins us live now coach good morning
4: good morning toby how are you
1: i'm sad coach it's a sad morning uh, for sooner nation
4: it really is just, uh, just so somber. I mean, just, I, I got to meet him and become friends with him these last three years. And um, I know Sooner Nation has been friends with him for decades and uh, just, I mean, just, it hits you like a ton of bricks. I mean, he's just a friend to everybody. And um, you know, you've met celebrities, you've met iconic people along the way in my life. and but I don't know if I've ever met someone like that, that is just, like so down-to-earth and kind to everybody and just real. And uh, just just a sad, sad day.
1: Yeah, well said. Um, BYU tonight, you, you got a big challenge from the Cougars, Coach. Any thoughts, though, first on uh, the UCF game on Saturday?
4: You know, we got to be better. You know, I don't think we ever got in a groove um, pace-wise. You know, I, I think our pace wasn't as, as fast as we need to be. Um, I don't think, the, uh, you know, I just couldn't get any rhythm defensively. Um, you know, we, we, they just, you, you want to get, we call them gaps, three stops in a row. And we're, we, our goal is to get seven of those in a game. And we got three, um, not, we, we, we just didn't get any rhythm either side of the ball. And uh, you know, the old Brad Stevens quote, though, you can analyze every single thing, but it's a shot making game. And, uh, you know, we, we just haven't made shots. We've shot it really poorly these last four games. And uh, that's going to change. It's going to change. Um, the guys are, are getting just tons of shots in, shooting the ball, uh, running and passing to our offense, trying to be more crisp on spacing. Um, so that's going to change. But we just, of all the stats you look at, we just absolutely just have not shot the ball well the last four games.
1: You know, you've been around a lot of uh, shooters, great shooters in your career. Some of them, when they're in a slump, uh, are really bothered by it. They grind on it. Some of them, uh, you know, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other, and they're like, doesn't matter. I'll make my next ten. They're not too bothered by it. Javian is, is having a hard time from three-point land right now. What, what's his personality, Coach, when he, he's going through something like this? And then, you know, just from an X's and O's standpoint, how badly do you need him to kind of get back to scoring like he was early in, in the season?
4: You really need it you need it especially to open up like like a defense like uh central florida where i think we said it before the game we're going to have to make some threes because they have they start that seven footer and 611 and they protect the rims so much so getting to the rim is is, is a task so you're going to have to open it up and hit some threes um so it is and his response is he's in the gym the kid's a gym rat he's i mean Nonstop, we get back, he's in the gym. Well, yesterday morning, he'd be, in the morning he's in the gym, and before practice, and after practice, he's in the gym. So and, and all our guys are like that. And we we do, I've said this all year long. We got a group of gym rats. they' they're they're not sitting there hoping their shot changes. They're in there working on it. And uh, you know it's our job to continue to find ways to create shots through our offense, through screening, through schemes, through transition. You know, I just think we can get the pace going to get some downhill paint touch threes, you know, get in the paint, collapse the D, kick it for three. So we're, 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 everybody's on board trying to do this. It's just not a coach saying, hey, make your shot. You know, we're, we're in this together. And uh, so that, that's, but it's, it's, this game is, and especially a game like tonight where they're going to make a lot of threes. You know, we're, we're going to try to limit it and get the percentage down. But BYU is number one in the country. They're going to. It's not like you're creating a defense to try to limit their threes. They're going to shoot them regardless. They're going to shoot thirty threes tonight, at least. And uh, they've had games over forty threes. And we've got to, you've got to make some. You just they can't be scored by three, by two the whole night. You know we've got to we've got to really spread things things out and make some shots.
1: Uh, seems like you talked about getting the pace up. Seems like this is a team that might cooperate in that regard. They average over 84 points a game. Do you expect this to be a more up-tempo game than you've played the last few?
4: Yeah, you, the Sooner Nation is going to see a, a style of offense that is just, I mean, it makes basketball savants, you know, giddy. I mean, they're, they're, they are they are really efficient offensively. They, the way they pass, they move, they, they, they really play fast. Um, they're older. You know, the BYU, some, some guys have been on their missions. They're older. Um but they—they they really all every guy on the floor can shoot, and I really think this is a team. After breaking down this this these last three days, I've this team could make a long run in the tournament because they're not only offensively good, they're—they're they're, I think they're eighth in the country offensively, but they're 21 in defense. I mean, this is a team that's like I mean they're ranked seventh in the net, uh, and for a reason. And uh, this is this is a, a team that I think could make a long run. Because their pace offensively is, and and they they surrounded by shooters, but then they guard. They're they're guards. Sometimes you see a team that runs that fast; they don't really care about defense. They want to get back and keep shooting. That's not the case with this BYU team. They're they're doing it on both ends.
1: I don't know if Ali Khalifa is going to play tonight. Maybe you do. Uh, Treore just tore up West Virginia. They're undersized big on Saturday. They surround or they they put in the middle of all those shooters these two guys that are, are really crafty around the rim. That, I would imagine, is going to uh, present a unique challenge for you tonight on whether to double and when to double and things like that.
4: Yeah, it, it is a unique challenge. So they have a two-headed monster that, that are two centers. Uh, like you said, Treor is this 6'10", 6'11", power Elton Brand, kind of like just scores in the block. He had 24 against um, West Virginia, and it creates such a problem when you have this many shooters – and then you can throw in a post scorer who's really efficient. One of the most, he's actually the most efficient big man in the country almost, because he, I mean, he's shooting like sixty-eight or something percent on twos. And uh, then they get Khalifa, who's another six ten guy, who's just the best passer in the country. He's facilitating this five-out offense, and he can really pass. So it's very unique, uh, and they put this team together in a really, really. I mean, to their system, you know, they got a post score and a passing big, and uh, surrounded by a bunch of shooters.
1: Uh, Otega Oway, certainly since conference play has come around, his offense has dipped a bit. I Feel like maybe sometimes he's rushing things a bit. I'm sure he's worried about getting shots blocked and stuff around the rim. But uh, um, where do you feel like he is right now? How how can he help you a little bit more?
4: You know, I think he's a guy that can create some offense with our defense. With his defense, you know. He's had games where, you know, just defensively, we can get some stops and we can get out. He's best in transition. Um, he's best, you know, he's worked on his shot. He's improved his shot, but I, I really feel like, um, uh, just, to being a defensive stopper to also create some offense with that. Um, we got total confidence in him with the shot because he's worked on it so hard. Um, and, uh, but again, we talked to him about like, we didn't get out and get as much transition opportunities against central Florida. And, uh, and you got to get stops. We talk about it. Defensive stops and defensive rebounding are the admission ticket to the fast break. So we've, we've got to get some stops. We never could string them together at Central Florida. Um, and then we just can't hang our head tonight. Like, they're going to hit a couple bombs. They're going to hit. You can't, you can't let your balloon get deflated, you know, if they hit a couple of these because they do it every game. and they, they, I think they average something like 13 a game. So it's not like you're going to go in there and hold them to two. You know, so But we, what we want to do is when their percentages are below 31, 31%, that's when they've been around one and four in their, in their team. So we want to hold that percentage down of, 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 of how many they're making. And, uh, but I think we can get some long rebounds. Long shots equal long rebounds. And with those long rebounds, if you can come up with it, we can run. And I think that's when is at his best.
1: Finally, Coach, uh, two home games this week. You start the back half of conference play tonight. You've got five home games, four road games the rest of the way. The importance of defending the home court starting tonight.
4: It, it has to happen. I mean, the, the, those, that last week, you know, when we didn't defend it, the, the crowd was great. They were great. They did their part, and we we can even be better, you know. And uh, we've got to we've got to we got to start doing that. I mean, um, we did it all year until that week, and uh, so new new game tonight. A um, lot of heavy hearts in the gym, a lot of things to play for for Sooner Nation. Um, and I, I can't say it enough. He's a friend to everybody, and it's just a, 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 a day where, you know, it's heavy hearts around here. But for us to go in there tonight and uh, this second back half against uh, number 17 in the country in the net, it, it'd be uh, we, we've got to come with it and, and defend our home court. I, I'm really hoping Sooner Nation is going to come out loud and, and help us protect that.
1: Coach, thank you as always for your time. We'll see you at the arena here in a little while.
4: All right, Toby, thank you. Thank you,
1: Coach Porter Moser. Uh, just to again underline, well, uh, one thing I'm sure he just misspoke. Uh, Treore is only six foot six. He's not. He's not. He he is a wide body, but he's he, he's the ultimate crafty post. The other guy, Khalifa, is, is is the giant, and he is such a great passer that, and uh, 6'11, 270. I mean, it's not a thin seven footer,
2: Teach. I've never seen so many seven footers in my life
1: as we have in the Big 12 this
2: year. <laughs> there, it seems like, unfortunately, too, every team has three or four of them that they just have uh, TJ, stockpiled in the back.
1: There's more seven footers in the Big 12 than there are in the NBA.
2: It's unbelievable <laughs> that's not true but it's it feels true. that way it does seem like it yeah this guy's percentage 6'11. wise you're correct but you
1: like, like cincinnati had the tall skinny dude uh uh oh, his name's escaping me right now uh ucf had tall skinny uh, diallo seven player, you know what and mean? all the rest of them diallo yeah. yeah yeah this this guy's not i don't know if he's playing he was sick and he didn't go to west virginia so i don't know if they put him on a flight to get him to norman or not ali khalifa i'm talking about But he ain't no skinny dude. He's 6'11", and he'll take up a bunch of real estate down there. And if you try to double-team him, he just looks over the top of it and says, boop, three-point shooter. He is a great passer. But just to underline the three-point stat, which is really amazing, they've taken 700 threes on the year. The next highest Big 12 team is OSU. They've taken 566. So they've taken 134 more threes than the next closest OSU team. They've taken uh, 303 more three-point shots than Iowa State has this year. 300. They are going to bomb it. Now, OU's got a really cool stat going right now. But if it's going to end, it's going to end tonight, Teach. They have not allowed an opponent to make 10 threes in a game in 47 consecutive Big 12 games.
2: Whoa, I didn't know that stat. That's unbelievable. 47
1: consecutive Big 12 games. Baylor, or I no, mean, I'm sorry, Texas Tech hit nine against them a couple of games ago. But nobody's hit double-digit threes against them. 47 consecutive. Now, that's basically, the, that's all the Porter-Moser era right there. Um, I mean, it doesn't span the whole, but I'm saying that, that it's, that has been an emphasis of Coach Moser since he arrived, is, We're not going to allow teams to hit threes. And they have defended the three-point arc very well. Even the other night, you remember, uh, UCF started hot. And I think they ended up going 6 of 20. I think they ended up shooting 30%. OU's given up 28, 29% on the season from three. They're top ten in the nation, number one in the Big 12, in defending the three-point line. But if that streak is going to be broken, Teach, tonight's the night. Because... Even if BYU doesn't have a good night shooting the three, volume wise, they're going to shoot enough of them that they still probably are going to make double digit. You know what I mean? Like if you take 40,
2: take 40, you hit 10, yeah.
1: You could shoot 25% mm-hmm. and still get to 10. Right. So it'll be interesting just to see if that, I, I kind of expect that streak to end tonight. If it doesn't, OU wins this game and maybe handily. How about that? Is that fair? If BYU doesn't get the 10 threes, OU wins this game and probably comfortably in the end. I really think it's a pretty good matchup. I, I, uh, I, That all goes out the window if BYU goes nuts from three. But I don't think they will. I think OU defends the line pretty well. And uh, I think the long rebounds are going to lead to some fast break opportunities. I think BYU wants to run. At, that's when OU plays at its best. I think it's got a chance to be a, a, a good matchup tonight. It certainly is a game they really need. If you could win tonight and turn around and beat the Cowboys on Saturday, you know, you're you're cooking with gas again. It's all, I know that uh, Saturday was disappointing, but, I mean, you, you need to look no further than last night to see anything can happen on any night in this league. And uh, it's all about getting hot at the right time, and how about right now being the right time? Take a break. 8.32 in the morning. TJ, let's get back to some of the text when we come back here on the T-Row in the morning show.
3: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
0: We got winners. We got losers. Chain smokers and boozers. And we got guppies. We got bikers. Of so people just waking up, just him.
1: hearing the news for the first time today, we've hackers. lost the great Toby Keith, and passed away last night at the way too young age of 62. Sharing some of uh, our favorite Toby Keith stories this morning. If you've uh, missed any of the show, you can always go back and listen on the uh, podcast pages. What's the easiest way to tell folks to do that, T? Just go to our website?
2: Yeah, that would be the easiest way to get there. Just go to the website. And- yeah. Okay. Click on the little bar and drop down to podcast and go to it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Before we go to some text, I need your gut on tonight. How's your gut feeling about uh, how this is going to go tonight for these sooner men? <laughs> well,
2: you've got me all worried about these three point bombs coming our way. That well, they're um, going to shoot
1: a bunch. I promise you that.
2: If you think they're going to hit ten and the streak's going to end, that's that's a big thirty points right there. I can do the math. Um. Wait three times. That's that's. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, no, right. that's right. Three yeah. times 10 is 30. Right. Yeah. They hit 20? That's 60 points. Um, Wait. <laughs> that gummy, you're right. <laughs> um, I think the Sooners win a very close, tight game.
1: We don't play many of those.
2: No, they don't. We played they three don't. all year. They don't, which probably means... One way or the other, it's a blowout win for whoever it is. But I'll say this is a close, tight win on an emotional night for the Sooners.
1: No score, just close, tight win. Yes. That's fine. Yes, That's good. I'm not close, giving a score. Close, tight win. Okay. Uh, who you got on the rest of the Big 12 tonight? We got OSU at Houston. Houston. They I don't agree. have to
2: think about that one very long.
1: I agree. I think they uh, retake sole possession of first place in the Big 12 tonight. Iowa State at Texas. That's a good one Mm. here tonight. Iowa State Uh. coming off a tough loss. Texas coming off a big road win. The game is in Austin.
2: I think Iowa State's the better team, but I'll say Texas gets it done at home.
1: I think Texas uh, gets a little full of itself, and Iowa State Mm -hmm. will knock them off tonight.
2: How about that? Hopefully if Iowa State wins, they don't do the horns down. We do not want to upset anyone. Oh, God, no. We can't
1: have that happen. Texas Tech at Baylor tonight, Teach. Who you got there?
2: Um i'll go baylor and their terrible camera angle
1: yeah i agree uh i think i we we called a texas tech slide a couple of weeks ago and here it comes they've lost two in a row i think it's going to be three in a row tonight uh let's go back to the text line what are people saying out there
2: knippelmeyer chevrolet text line A sad day for Oklahomans, Sooners, country music fans, and Patriots. Thanks for sharing stories and honoring the big dog, Daddy, today. Tough day today. Glad I got to see him as a guest appearance at Jason Aldean's concert. Thanks for sharing the memories, T-Row. Dewey Bulldogger in OKC.
1: Mm, Thank you, Dewey.
2: Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Here's Baseball Ross letting us have his uh, breakdown today. Countdown. Only 10 days to Sooner Baseball. Could Sam Houston transfer Left-handed pitcher Braden Davis opened the season on the mound for the Sooners. Davis I think there's made, a chance. Davis made 22 appearances for Sam Houston State last season and 45 and a third innings exclusively out of the bullpen. He recorded an impressive 61 Ks, 2.78 ERA, gave up only two home runs and six doubles, notably versus Oregon State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. He went four innings for his over... Uh, match team giving up zero runs on one single and fans six beavers he was clutch for his team baseball ross how many innings did he pitch four innings
1: no 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 no. over in the oh, season did he give the, his innings for...
2: uh 45 and a third exclusively Ooh, out of the five
1: innings two homers
2: yeah i That's like pretty that good
1: yeah i mean i think there's a chance they got two lefty starters on the weekend i think you could potentially see braden smith and uh and jamie hit in the uh, starting rotation
2: Jim uh, Jim and Arlington says sitting in the first row at Owen Field you always love to see Toby walk by with JR on the way to the OU football sideline I'm going to miss you big dog daddy hashtag boomer sooner
1: I forgot about this till he said it but TK was out there with Bob this year remember when Bob did the sounder that we play all the time oh yeah that's right uh hang on I got it right here
3: Uh... (laughs) hey listen everybody so let's go, and yeah, let's get started in here. Let's go. Let's Boomer! Let's TK, that? let's
1: That's TK was out there with Bob. I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've played that clip a thousand times. It still makes me laugh every single yeah. time. Uh, let's uh, by see. the way, I
1: highly recommend. I was set, we played that clip, and I didn't give proper uh, credit. A uh, while well ago sell sellout crowd is, is the uh, website that the Bob does those interviews. Yes. I highly recommend um, uh, the interview with Toby
2: conversations with a coach. I believe is what mm-hmm. they call him.
1: Yeah. He talks a lot about the trips over to the middle East and um, why he does them. His father battling cancer. It's a really, really good. Listen,
2: normally he's on with the rush today. I'm assuming that'll still take place. Um... Bob, yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume so. I don't know, but um, I know it's a pretty emotional day for him. So we'll sure. see. But yeah, it's supposed absolutely. to be supposed to be today. Tough day for Coach. Yeah. Uh, Sooner. Steven says, "Let's pack out the LNC, drink two dollar beers, and sing TK songs all night long. We all need the therapy, oh, and the men need our support." Man, we got
1: the two dollar things tonight. I forgot. Well, yeah, you've got to put those in red solo cups. I mean, I'm not here to try to get everybody plastered, but that's just got to be a must.
2: Uh, Drake's got to have a Dos Keys and a Red Solo cup sitting next to him for the game tonight. I don't think so. that's allowed. No, it's not? I don't not? think that's okay. allowed. No, but uh, <laughs> you
1: know what? I'm going to find us some. I'm going to find us uh, some, and we're going to have the radio crew tonight will be drinking uh, water, but we'll be using Red Solo cups. I'll put a little crystal light in mine.
2: Uh, Tino's requesting that we play the scene setter. Did you have that? I tried finding it, but I couldn't find it.
1: Uh, I'd have to look for it. Maybe I can find it during a commercial break.
2: Uh, I didn't go, uh, to the post-2000 national title celebration. Did you and Toby go? TJ, did you and Toby go? Um. I was there. I was there with Bill Teagans. Yeah, I did not live in the state yet then, so I was not there at that celebration.
1: That was, um, the, I not to make a sad day sadder. It was the last time I was with Bill Tegan's, because that was uh, just right before the plane crash. They had the uh, celebration. We rode down and back to that, and then and then I didn't work again. And so, well, I've just really brought the show down. Sorry. Uh,
2: Mustang Casey says maybe Red Solo Cup should be our fourth quarter song at football games from now on. Okay. I don't hate it. Uh, feels like How Do You Like Me Now should be the stadium sing-along between the third and fourth quarters this person. I don't hate saying. that either. They got Toby to do uh, Oklahoma Breakdown. I don't know if it took the way they were wanting it to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe you go to How You Like Me Now or something like that. Um, just heard about Toby, so very uh, sad for his family and Sooner Nation. There will be a void on the sidelines. Rest in peace, big, uh, big guy. That's from Brad in Bartlesville. Uh, Lori in OKC says, "I saw Toby open for Aaron Tippin and Brooks and Dunn in '94 at the LNC. He was young, and you could tell <laughs> <An> opening act. <laughs> you could tell he was nervous performing in front of his hometown crowd of 10,000 awesome Sooner faithful. He will be missed. Mm.
1: He could work a crowd, man.
2: Uh, listening to Red Solo Cup all day, I'm refusing to get down. Yeah." Um, Let's see here. I remember when Toby Keith did the tribute to Wayman Tisdale at the basketball game. Godspeed, Toby Keith. That's from the 303 out of Colorado. Yeah, we've
1: talked about that a few times today. Just an incredible tribute song. Uh, we You played it earlier this morning. It'll get you, man.
2: Mm-hmm, mm. mm-hmm. Uh, there's several. There's a lot of requests for some sort of TK song to be the fourth quarter song. Jamie and Whitehouse is here. I see a few others from the 580. Um. Sooner, Mom, twenty twenty four says I will never drink out of a red solo cup without thinking about him. He was an amazing man. You guys are doing a great job with the stories. Um, his song "Don't Let the Old Man In" sure brings so many tears now. <sighs> it's
1: tough. Yeah, that's tough this morning.
2: You know, and and you got to wonder if he was like one last hurrah if they knew. Man, the things that he was able to do in those last few months—perform that song, receive the Icon Award, go do that—I um, don't remember how many. Was it three, four, five shows that he did in Vegas? Mm, I um, think it was three, but I could be wrong. Back to back, that. like the way he did it. Um,
1: yeah, in hindsight, maybe. Yeah, and maybe maybe they knew. I don't know.
2: Um, Zach, he
1: sounds like this interview he did with Bob, though. Like he sounds so. Yeah. He sounds pretty strong and optimistic and everything. So, oh, man, this—it really floored me today
2: yeah well and at jason aldeen his opening line was uh, the big man's been riding shotgun with me and it's time to get my bleep back out on the road so mm-hmm. Uh, Zach wants a TK statue put up right on Lindsay Street. <laughs> it needs to happen. <laughs> How about that? that? Like right a, off the highway, just a big TK statue that right That feels there. like a campus
1: corner thing.
2: <laughs> Maybe so when they do some of the Hold, redesigns of things. yeah. Uh, uh,
1: TK on campus corner holding the red Solo cup up in the air. People like actually put a red Solo cup there and people can go by and fill it up and stuff, you know? It's a dadgum good idea we just had, teach, or that whoever just texted that, yeah, had.
2: That, uh, that texter, yeah. Large Williams says, I got to know Toby when I was a chef at Royal Bavaria. He would call ahead, and we'd stay after closing time so he can enjoy the privacy. He would open up and tell us so many great stories. We also did his wife's 50th birthday party. What a great party that was. I will miss him, praying for his friends and family. Well said.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, okay, let's take a break. Uh, Chris Plank joins us to wrap up a Tough Tuesday show next.
3: This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland. T.J. Perry and Chris Plank brought to you by Orthostat Injuries aren't convenient but Orthostat is Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care 7 days a week, no appointment needed Now, with the crossover here's Toby Roland, T.J. Perry and Chris Plank
1: Couldn't find the uh, video I think I had the wrong year I think it might have been 2015 I know it was after the Baylor game. I'll work on finding that. We welcome in now, Chris
5: Plank. Uh, he is getting ready to head to Puerto Vallarta. That's right. Puerto Vallarta. Toby Keith was the first guy that in my, in my world officially mistook me for you. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, it was after, it was after the uh, scene setter that you had done and, mm. uh, because Does that feel right? Does 2015 feel right? Maybe I, I want to say 14 because – wait, wait, wait. We were in Stillwater. We were on the sidelines in Stillwater mm-hmm. whenever, and he he came over to me, and uh, he, he said something along the lines of – he's like, oh, no, I know. I went I'm like, dude, the scene setter was incredible. Great job, great job. He's like, well, he's like, I hope, I hope it uh, got what you wanted. He's like, you think it sounded good? I'm like, it sounded great. He's like, I don't know how you call all this action down here on the field. And I was like <laughs> – Oh no! Oh no! And I was like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's hard." All right, T.K., enjoy the game because I I had met him in fourteen after the the Alabama game. I think he did a post game interview with us after the Alabama game in the broadcast, and I would met him on I'd met him a couple times before that, but really got to talk to him. And then that next year, you and I happened to run into him together, so I never had to have that uncomfortable. Hey, just so you know. Toby and the guys are up in the booth, and I never I'm knew da- you had a twin yeah. brother. Big yeah, T. yeah, you know, Let's so see. it was it kind of nice, but yeah, that's a great scene setter.
1: It's, um, yeah, it's it's funny how many times through the years now Chris just like leans into it, like uh, exactly. <laughs> Whenever we see people at the same time, they're like, That's ah. that Spider Man meme.
5: If, yeah, hey, you it's the funniest uh. the funny thing is whenever someone I when someone's overly excited, I'm like, Ah, here we go. I was like hey what are you doing i'm like oh jeez, man i'm not toby and like immediately it just deflates him so but yeah it's uh
1: not it, softball fans
5: the, the opposite's true what uh, a what a sad morning i uh you should
1: you should see chris work the work the crowd at hall of fame stadium during the women's college world <laughs> series team. it's I unbelievable i don't think
5: so i usually try to go to my booth and hide is what i try to do so i don't screw up anything during the game I'm so brittle. Whenever someone says one thing bad on Twitter, <laughs> I'll melt. I uh, I woke up this morning. I had fallen asleep right after the Kansas-Kansas State game. How about that? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, my mom had texted me. My mom never, never texted me unless she's asking for my son's address at West Point for the 86,000th time. Mm-hmm. And she goes, really sorry. Write it so- down, Mom. She said, really sorry about Toby. Oh, and, boy. And so then my mind was like, What? You know, I'm literally in a fog. It's like, she attacks at like 6.30 in the morning. So I know you're on, and I don't have any childhood friends named Toby that I could think of. And then, of course, you know, you're like, oh, dang, man. TK, Toby Keith. So sad morning, man, and it shows you how much he meant to you. Guys have done an awesome job in the tributes, and here in Port, you could hear the raw emotion in Porter, yeah. right? I mean, you could tell yeah. people are gut punched. What Skip Johnson just tweeted was fantastic. I mean, it's just there's so many there's so many teams that have like their celebrity fan, Matthew McConaughey at Texas, right? Uh, George's got a couple of them, but it feels like for Toby Keith, everyone has a story about something involving a Sooner game or a Sooner moment or something with Oklahoma that either they shared with Toby or some some sort of connection to him. And I just think that's that's so cool, man. He was truly yeah, he a, was a man he of was the people.
1: A, yeah, that's right. He was a man of the people. He wasn't one of these celebrities that, like, just went into the uh, suite and never actually – like, he, he was a fan, you know? And, he was a
5: hype man, too. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. People true. know that down on the sidelines, he'd be a hype man, right? And and he liked to talk ball. So it was, it was, it was really. He didn't get to get down there as much this year, or or the year before. Um, but whenever he was down there, it was really, it's it, it's really cool to see, man. He's a rock star. Well, obviously, he's a rock star, but uh, he's going to be missed.
1: Tough day, tough, tough day. Um... Have a good show today, Chris. Yeah, Toby. Have safe a th-
5: travels. Great call tonight, man. I can't wait when, to listen. When will we
1: talk to you next?
5: Um, I, you know what? That's a good looking next question. Week? I think I'll be able to call in for the crossover tomorrow. Okay, and, and I may every bu- day
1: I may bug you for some some stuff. So, or uh, right, you have the international plan down there, or do I need to not text you?
5: I believe I have the international plan to... I um... <laughs> don't want
1: you to get home and you'd be mad because we got $400 nah, in texting fees. Nah, so. I wouldn't be
5: mad. That'd be my wife. She, uh, she'd be the one yelling at me. All right, you yeah, have, would, great, have a great call tonight, thanks. man.
1: Thank you. Thanks to Porter Moser for joining us today. Pre-game tonight, 6.30 for OUBYU. Thanks for listening, everyone. Rest in peace, TK. Just ask
0: yourself, how would you be if you didn't know the day you... Try to love on your wife and stay close to your friend. Toast each sundown with wine.
3: Don't let the old